Like the social programs that Ayn Rand despises so much, parasites exist to profit off someone else with no benefit to the host. The cuckoo bird likes making kids, but hates raising them. They're a lot of work, and they'd rather fly around and squawk at things rather than be parents. So they take the sleazy parasite route. But how can they get anyone else to feed and spank their kids? It's all about being the biggest bird in the bush here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's 30 minutes of interesting animal info for you, the listener. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. And today we're talking about a crummy parent and a nasty little child. But more on that later. Very true. Very Augustus Gloopian. <laughs> yeah. Um, Except yeah. Augustus Gloop's mom was a better mom. Because <laughs> she was there. Because she was there. Uh, yeah, we're talking about the common cuckoo. The cuckoo bird. Yeah. Cuckoo. <laughs> yeah. One of us had to do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also known as. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. The rude, crude, brood neighborhood. <laughs> uh, the lazy, not crazy. Okay. Get it? Because if someone's cuckoo, then they're crazy. Oh, yeah. They're lazy, not crazy. And then uh, cuckoo could jump, <laughs> which refers to other birds. Right, okay. Well, here's what science has to say. They're in the kingdom you know, love, and are in. The kingdom Animalia. Thanks, science. Yeah. Phylum is Chordata. And the class is Aves. Aves which means birds. Aves, shark, do 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 Oh, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done? There's no such thing as an Aves shark, don't worry. Aves shark can't hurt you. They're uh, <laughs> flying bird shark. <laughs> order. Cucaliformes. Yeah, Cucaliformes. Like roadrunners are in that order. Yeah. And then a bunch of other birds that I'd never heard of before. Loads of different cuckoos. And then also like aeons and some other like group of birds that I was like, I've never heard of this kind of bird. Yeah. But very colorful. Uh, the order, I, I just said, and the family is Cucalidae. Cucalidae. A very funny word. I have no jokes for it. <laughs> <laughs> the call of Kukulu. <laughs> uh, the genus is the call of Kukulus. Kukulus. Yeah. yeah. And then the species is Kukulus canorus, which means uh, melodious. The mel- melodious cuckoo. Does it really? Yeah. Interesting. Canorus. Uh, would you like to know what this bird looks like? A little bit. If you're from Europe, you've probably seen it because they're everywhere. And it actually, we'll talk about that later. But if you're, if you can't look at a picture right now, if you're trying to be safe on the roads, they have slender bodies with gray to brown feathers. Mo- ma- males are mostly completely gray, or mostly gray. You know, you're not going to see a brown male. You know, uh, you're not going to catch them brown. Um, <laughs> you, wouldn't call, you wouldn't catch me dead brown. That's for women. It's for the ladies. <laughs> um, their underbellies are lighter with. Darker stripes and speckles. Uh, their wings are broad and triangle-shaped. They have round heads with short, narrow beaks. Their tails are long and squared at the bottom, so they don't come to a point or, like, fork off. They're just like a ruler. Mm-hmm. Um, just like my tail. Yeah, same. 
you can find common cuckoos all over Europe, Asia, and the UK, but they have been found in the U.S. Um, they're called the 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 thing I was reading. I think it was the Wikipedia page called them vagrant, like vagrant specimens have been found in uh, the United States. In Sounds like, like they're ne'er do wells in in different islands. They really are ne'er do wells, though. Uh, they spend their winters in Africa. They like to winter in Africa. Me too. It's yeah. cooler there than other times of the year. Cooler? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, in winter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I see. If I'm going to go to Africa, I'd like to go during the winter. Um, but if if you really want to know what they're like, you have to know how big they are. Really? Yeah. It's kind of necessary. Can you just say, like, uh, some some footage? Give, me, give us some footage? Uh, I feel like they just wouldn't be able to... The listener wouldn't be able to picture that in their mind's eye. So instead, I think we'll just transition into the listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show that's introduced by you. And it's where I present a quiz to Carlos to relate the animal size and dimensions in terms that are just universal. Everyone can understand them. Uh, I'm sure. Today. No qualms. (laughs) <laughs> and that that part of the show is called Measure Up. And today it is introduced by, we got a new one. Hooray! By listener Tom. Thanks, Tom. Tom, you're doing good. I can't wait to hear this. He sent us four of them. Nice. You're going to hear from Tom so much if you don't send in, like, send in Measure Ups. Tom is a hero. Tom is a hero. The one we deserve. <laughs> Not the one that we need right now. <laughs> he's both. He is both the, the one we he's deserve. The the Venn, one we need he's right. the Venn diagram of both of those things. Right he, in the he's the white knight and the dark knight put together. Yes. Uh, without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Measure up. Robust. That was that was that was really good. Operatic. It was melodic. It was operatic. Operatic. Yeah. Yeah. There was a generator in the background or something. Great, loved it. I've never seen Tom seen Tom before. He sounds barrel chested and manly. <laughs> I I heard the beard. I think there was a generator in the background too. Like he was generating things. <laughs> he was powering it with his voice. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Tom. Yeah, thank you so much, Tom. And you could just you can be just like Tom by recording your measure up into your your iPhone or Droid or whatever you have, and then just emailing that to ldtaxonomy at gmail.com and be our hero too. Yes. Maybe that was a bounce house generator. Maybe he was just having the greatest day. That Yeah, that would be the... Pr- <laughs> he's, he's bouncing in a bounce house because you're like, you know what would make this better? Sending a measure up right now. <laughs> yes. And, and that's, that's a lesson to you out there. If you want to make your day better, it doesn't matter whether you are parasailing or... Uh, eating at Olive Garden, you can make it better by sending in a measure up. That's how easy it is, too. He One second, he was bouncing in his bounce house. The next second, he had sent a measure up. And then he was probably back to bouncing in the bounce house right afterwards. Oh, my goodness. He didn't even have to stop it for a minute. <laughs> so easy. Let's get right into it. In in, in, in appreciation for Tom, this one's for you. Uh, wingspan, 55 to 60 centimeters. Or... 22 to 24 inches. Let's go with 24 inches. Thanks. I need it in American. How many... Don't speak your language. How many cuckoo wingspans go into the height of the largest cuckoo clock? Oh, wow. Here's a hint. The, coo- the clock is in Sugar Creek, Iowa. 
course, I guess. No, 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 no. Sugar Creek, Ohio. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Does that change anything for you? Which, which is, it's called the Little Switzerland of Ohio. Sugar Creek. It was built in 1972, and every 30 minutes, three foot, th- uh, two three foot tall figurines come out and dance the polka. Are they cuckoos? Little polka dance. No, they're people. Okay. Is a cuckoo clock? Does it by? Does it have to have a cuckoo in it, or is it just I a think clock it that sound that occasionally does a thing? A cuckoo bird comes out and goes doo 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 doo, and then some polka dances okay. happen. But as soon as you take away the the cuckoo aspect, I think of it, no. I think it's probably just a, a ornate clock that I mean a, grand, a grandfather clock tolls in his ornate. Eh, it may be in that Black Forest style. Sugar Creek, Ohio sounds like a Thomas Kincaid painting, like one of those like pastel Disney, like with a covered bridge yeah, and just a nice little river going through it made of sugar, a creek made of sugar. Uh-huh. Sounds great. This I'll, also sounds like a Candyland location. Sure does. Where, what was the, uh, what was the, the inches you gave me? 24. 24 inches. Oh, perfect. Two feet. Um, tallest grand, uh, cuckoo clock in the the world, 15 feet sounds like a good solid cuckoo clock height, and um, unless it's just this massive thing that's the size of like a stage, or that clock that fell on Hook in, in the movie Hook, spoiler alert. Well, you know how, you know it actually works, and how tall the figurines are. Oh, you said three foot figurines. That's pretty darn big. It is pretty darn big. I'm upping, I'm upping it. I'm going to say 20 feet. Okay. So... Since they're two feet, since the um, cuckoo is two feet long, then I'm gonna have to say ten feet or ten cuckoos. The answer is twelve cuckoos. Ooh, it's twenty-four feet tall. Ah, I was close. I like it. <laughs> uh, all right, let's do length. That is a big clock. Length from beak to tail is twenty-three centimeters or thirteen inches. Twenty okay. thirty-two. Sorry, thirty-two centimeters between thirty-two and thirty-four centimeters. And 13 inches. We'll call it 13 inches. Okay. It said the translation was between 13 and 13 inches. (laughs) Um, No. Okay. Uh, How many of the smallest cuckoo clocks in the world go into the length of the cuckoo? Hmm. Hint. Herbert Herr cuckoo clocks claim to produce the smallest ones in the world. The clocks are hand carved and made in Triburg, Germany. I wonder if it's like one of those cuckoo clocks, a working one that fits like that they carve into rice or something like that. That would be insane. That would be, the gears would be so small. Yeah, they would be. Bonkers. I don't think that exists. Microprocessors are pretty small, and they do they do amazing things. I guess you can put a little chip in there. Yeah, a little potato chip. Yeah, but so, we still need to have gears to have moving parts. Yeah, I'm gonna say three inches is the height of this tiny clock, which would put it at. 4.1 of little clocks go into the uh, length of this bird. The answer is 2.5. They are 5.2 inches. You imagined a smaller clock than the smallest clock. Huh. Yeah, I kind of put my finger up and I was like, I can imagine a cuckoo clock being that small. The company is the one who claims to produce. I don't know. There might be a guy in his woodshed somewhere that's made a smaller one. This wasn't a Guinness World Record. Here's to that guy, you know? Yeah. I believe Tom. I believe Tom could do it. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he, his, his, uh, his wood carving skills are up to the task. <laughs> he just sounded so barrel chested. He must be into manly <laughs> things like wood carving. <laughs> uh, I want, want to hear some fast facts. Is that it? Okay. 
That's all I got for measure. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, we're done. Do you want the fast? That wasn't so bad. Do you, want was... the... you got it pretty close. I know, although I was like half off on the second one. Yeah. No. I said 4.1, it was like 2.1. Yeah, it was small potatoes. Um, here's some facts that are fast. The bird can live up to six years. That's not a lot. No, but they can. <laughs> um, the striped uh, bellies allow them to mimic sparrow hawks that have similar bellies. So these are birds of prey. Um, a study found that other smaller birds were less likely to approach stuffed uh, cuckoos that had exposed underbellies. But smaller reed warblers were aggressive with stuffed birds that looked like hawks. Or that looked less like hawks, sorry. Which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, they when they see a hawk, they're like, yikes, no, I want no part of this. But when they see a cuckoo, they're like... Kill it before it lays eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. This is, that is on the money. Uh, but other smaller birds just avoided them altogether. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to tussle with a cuckoos hawk. Cuckoos are big, in it, no matter what. Uh, males are the ones that make the signature cuckoo sound that we all know and love. I'll, I'll put that in right here. Uh, it's male. Uh, males make the sound during mating season. It starts as a minor third in the beginning of mating season, and then it becomes a major third. And then it becomes a fourth through as the season progresses. Ooh, so it gets all like suspended harmonious on us. Yes. Uh, so out of mating season, they are, they quote unquote, forget their song and they don't make the cuckoo sound at all, but they make other sounds. Huh. Interesting. But cuckoos always sing in the key of C. No way. Yeah. That is a, that is a crazy fact (laughs) (laughs) females are described as making a bubbling sound whatever that means i'm gonna say so here's the key of c i can pitch correct that just in case (laughs) no i'm pretty sure it is okay um so that would be like there you go (laughs) cuckoo perfect that was my cuckoo uh cuckoos eat insects mostly, um, but they also really love hairy caterpillars, which other birds don't like. They're like, that food's hairy. I don't want to eat it. I want hair in my food. But cuckoos are like, give me that. I'm all about it. So they're fine with food in their chicken and yaki soup. Hair? It's my second Olive Garden reference. Make more. Uh, (laughs) Unlimited. (laughs) They will also occasionally eat other birds' eggs. Interesting. And that's all I got. All right. I feel like some of my facts are going to become are they going to more relevant. They're going to graduate to major in a second. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're they're going to go from what? Uh, ca- ca- captain. I don't I don't know military ranks, but captain to major. Uh-huh. <laughs> graduate. I don't know what I don't know. Somebody send me an email and captain say, is definitely lower than major. But is it the one below major? I don't think so. I almost said general, but it's definitely above it. No, lieutenant's lower than captain. Oh. So, yeah, I I know there's got to be something between captain and major, but whatever. So, here's the major fact. So, when you think of a parasite, 
as I mentioned in the beginning of this, um, you usually think of a hideous worm or a tiny bug. You may even think of a mammal like the vampire bat, which we've talked about earlier. But you probably don't think of an adorable baby bird. Well, ditch the adorable part, because these guys are not. <laughs> yeah, because most baby birds are not adorable. Unless, until they get feathers. Yeah, once they get feathers, they're the best. Pretty much any bird with no feathers is a hideous monster. Yeah. But even at, even with feathers, the cuckoo bird is like... It's like such a self-entitled giant. <laughs> Why? Here, let's talk about it. Okay. So at, at about two years old, adult cuckoos um, can mate, and they will, and the female can lay eggs. Congrats. Yeah. It's, Humble brag. They, they, get, they get to throw their graduation caps into the air. Nice. Um, but cuckoos don't want to go through the trouble of building a nest and raising young because they're lazy. And that sounds hard. Yeah, it does sound hard. So they make other birds do it for them, or they trick other birds into doing it for them. So there are more than 52 species of cuckoo birds that uh, practice what's called brood parasitism. Mm-hmm. parasitism. There we go. One of them is the cowbird, right? I don't know. There's a cowbird. You can, I think you can hear about that on uh, species. Oh, do they have that one about that? Yeah. Nice. Um, so not all cuckoos do this, but um, a good portion of them do. So br- being a brood parasite means this, uh, that they will trick other species in, of birds into raising their young as their own. Um, and each cuckoo spe- species differs in its tactic, um, but the common cuckoo uses mimicry. Mm. So, as you mentioned, adult uh, males resemble sparrowhawks, which are predatory raptor birds, birds of, of prey, prey. That, will, um, that eat smaller birds uh, because of the striations on their, on their chest. So They eat them because of those? No. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they can mimic them because of the striations on their oh, chest. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, a male... We'll see a male and a female will see um, something like a reed warbler uh, with its nest, and the the male cuckoo will will posture in a way that makes it clear that hey, look at my look, look at my sparrowhawk chest. Yeah, it's very very nice, very dangerous. It would be a shame if you got a closer look. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. The uh, the reed warbler will usually see it and be like, "I'm out. That's a hawk." Yeah, will abandon the nest, the um, for even for just a moment, and then the f- female cuckoo bird will jump into the nest, remove one of the eggs, sometimes eating it, sometimes eating it, sometimes not removing it at all, or um, and will lay an egg of her own in ten seconds. It's like they, so they've it's gotten faster and faster. They perfected the the egg laying process, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the the female leaves, the male leaves, and then suddenly there's just what were you, you going to say? They they the, the two of them are like hiding in the bushes, and they're like, "Are you, are you prairie dogging yet? You got to be ready to go. You got to be ready to pop this thing." <laughs> we're we're going to like force adopt, <laughs> force give this kid up for adoption. Um, so then the reed warbler comes back to. The nest, none the wiser. He comes back, see, usually seeing the right amount of eggs. Yeah. Doesn't check underneath the, the nest to see one egg on the ground, <laughs> um, unless the uh, the cuckoo, the female cuckoo ate one. 
hide the evidence. Um, she doesn't even like eggs. Yeah. So. She'll do anything for the perfect crime. <laughs> <laughs> so dastardly. <laughs> so the the another so the first aspect of the mimicry is looking like a sparrowhawk. Um, the second aspect is mimicking the eggs of the host bird species. So I, I looked this up because at first I was like, what, they can just, whatever bird that they're going about to lay an egg in, they could just change what that egg looks like. No, but it's usually like the same birds. Usually coo- uh, like a, a one cuckoo will target, one female cuckoo will, will target a specific species of bird. Not like, okay, like this year is going to be reed warblers and next year is going to be um, like finches or something like that. But how does she control the way the egg looks? Well, that so because she always and maybe like her offspring always being raised. So, like I said, they 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 trick the bird into raising them. So the the cuckoo will hatch and be raised by this reed warbler, and so that might be a genet like cause the the behavior change the behavior of that baby cuckoo to when it if it's a female if it grows when it um, wants to lay eggs of its own, it's going to also target reed warblers. So just by being raised by them? Yeah, it's a cycle. Rather than they, just being like... Their eggs are speckled in a certain way? Yeah, well, over it's it's a, it's all about adaptation. So I'll, I'll go forward and I'll talk about the adaptation later. So, yeah, so the, the, the cuckoo will lay uh, like uh, uh, eggs that are a specific size and a specific pattern. Um of speckledness or spottedness or whatever to, to mimic the eggs. Um, but as, so anyway, I'll get into the adaptations now because um, the reed warbler will also uh, adapt to be able to identify the parasitic egg and then to remove it from the nest. So if that happens, then that, then the genetic traits of that, of that cuckoo's egg laying don't pass on. Right. So it, so it selects for that. So only the ones that, only the eggs that look like the reed warbler's gotcha. egg will not be destroyed, and so they continue. Okay. And so that's what selects for the for the eggs to to look like that. Um, so it's kind of an an adaptation arms race where yeah. the reed warblers is, is is constantly getting better getting at better at detecting them, and the cuckoo bird is constantly getting better at. Um, at laying more deceptive eggs because and the reason so. I just talked about how detrimental it would be for the host to discover the parasite, but it's also super detrimental for the host to not discover the parasite because what happens is the um, the cuckoo egg will usually hatch first. Mm-hmm. It takes about 11 days, uh, although it doesn't always hatch first, but it usually will. And it will proceed to push all of the other eggs or hatchlings out of the nest. Imagine being born into murder mode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first thing it does is it kills all of its brothers uh, or and sisters. So um, just pushes them, it uses its back to push them out of the nest. It's the cuckoo birds are a lot bigger than the birds that they choose as hosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, they're two feet long and a reed warbler is like not even ha- like four or five inches long. Mm-hmm. So um, even the cuckoo birds, uh, the hatchling is bigger than the, than the, um, the adult host parent. And if you see pictures of this, it's ridiculous. It's, hilarious. it's you have this tiny nest with this massive ball of fluff on it, with a like a large open gape, and then this tiny little adult bird like feeding it. Yeah, They're going like I guess you're my kid. I don't know how I did this, but. <laughs> 
Um, because the adult host doesn't, it, they, they have not adapted to identify the, the parasite once it's been, once it's hatched. Do you is, have anything about the third kind of mimicry? It's the uh, vocal mimicry. Yeah, right? okay. Um, yeah, so I'm going to get to that because... This part's ridiculous. Well, once once the uh, once the cuckoo bird hatches um, and pushes all of its um, brothers and sisters out of the nest, then there's an it still is faced with a problem because it's a huge bird compared to the hatchlings it just pushed out. Um, so it needs all of the food that would have been given to those hatchlings. So let's say there were six of them. It needs the food of all six, yeah. so it can't compete. So. There's also no room in the nest. Right. It's huge. <laughs> so, but it also has to convince the parent to give it six helpings instead right, of just cause... one. So the parent is stimulated. They, they, I mean, birds, they're animals. They act on instinct. It, it's when it sees six gaping gapes, which is, as I mentioned in one of the episodes, I think it was the cassowary. The gape is the, is the inside of the mouth uh-huh. for a bird. And then you know when you see a, a hatch a, a chick with its like mouth open wide and you can see like directly down into its throat that's that's like open gapes and so if a if a, a, a parent bird sees six of them it's gonna go get six bugs or lizards or whatever or enough food to feed all six mm-hmm. if it sees just one then it's going to just get one and then the cuckoo bird will starve starve maybe not die but not do very well to fix this. To compensate for the for the visual stimulus of only one gape, it'll do a rapid begging call to kind of simulate many many yeah. begging calls, and it's 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 supposed to simulate the begging calls of a lot of different bird species, but it's supposed to be instead of like chirp chirp chirp, it's chirp 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 chirp. chirp. Yeah. It's supposed to sound like a bunch of them. Yeah, and it's not always successful. So again, that is adaptationally selected for so not only are they whine, not only are they murderous they're also super whiny yeah they're <laughs> it's like you mommy 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 mama <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I i almost drew a, a, a human comparison to this but it's too gruesome to to <laughs> it's just like you know you have a bunch of kids and then you're like okay let me turn around and go make them peanut butter and jelly sandwich you turn around and there's just this six foot kid in your room <laughs> The baby with like a little, a little, uh, you know, propeller cap and a giant, uh, <laughs> a giant, uh, lollipop screaming about like, give me food. And suddenly where, where are all your kids go? <laughs> they must and then, be here. There's enough whining in this room for all of them. Yeah. I only see one baby, but I hear six. So I'm going to give you six peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Big Baby. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's the, the brood parasitism, parasitism. Of the cuckoo bird, it's it's malicious, malevolent, and interesting, horrifying. Yeah, it is kind of horrifying. Um, in in the the new Disney remake of the Jungle Book, Idris Elba voices the um, Shere Khan, the, the the tiger, and he tells the story of the cuckoo bird to the to the wolf pups in the presence of Mowgli's mom to kind of be like to turn them against Mowgli. To be like, hey, you know, she she took in this cub that wasn't her own, and that's taking away from you. Mm-hmm. This is this is the jungle. We we survive. We we're not nice to each other. Right. Um. So 
It's interesting. And then the next scene shows a cuckoo bird sitting in sitting a giant cuckoo bird sitting in a nest with its mouth open, and then this tiny little like warbler comes up and feeds it. Yeah. Um, but the last thing is that some you sometimes they are underfed. Like I said, uh, if they, if their vocal mimicry is not enough, um, so they'll compensate for this by staying in the nest for a lot longer than other than their hatchlings would have. That's like a. a Delay is the ability for the warbler to lay more eggs because their nest is now has has a a, a, a teenager that won't leave <laughs> even after fledgling it will stay in the nest to continue to be fed rather than fly. You're the worst. Yeah, it makes you really not like the cuckoo bird. <laughs> and why we idolize it with our clocks? Because <laughs> it sounds cool. Sure, yeah, but so do uh, whippoorwills and so do uh, cuckoo. Cause it sounds just like a cuckoo clock. <laughs> like, like we made this crazy clock, and it's bird it sounds just like it. Well, it also sounds like um, British doorbells and British ambulances. Those are also in, in the middle of the season, minor, minor thirds. Does it? Does it matter if? Or major thirds. With the Doppler effect, if they're coming towards you or away, whether they're <laughs> minor or major thirds. Cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. You're going to jail. <laughs> You got a got a minor fall and major lift. Yeah. So for you out there in Podcastia, make yourself at home. Make the most of what you've got, but definitely be nice to your broodmates. Unlike the cuckoo bird here in life, death, and taxonomy. Cuckoo, cuckoo. It's time. Did you hear that? The clock. It chimes. It's time for reviews. Your review helps us a lot because it shows other people how great our show is and how much you loved it. Uh, and plus it shows us how much you loved it. You have no idea how much that means to us. When you send in a measure up or a uh, review or just an email, we know that you're out there enjoying our show. We know that we're not just speaking into the wind, to the ether of the internet or the ethernet, whatever that is. So we want to hear from you. Specifically through review form, because that really helps us to get our podcast in front of more eager listeners who want to know more about the animals of this world. But if you'd also like to send a measure up, that would be great too. See you next week. I don't like ad-libbing. Life, Death, and Taxonomy is my favorite in the world podcast. <laughs> Let's just praise <clears throat> the Lord. Right hook, left hook. <laughs> <laughs> right job, left job. <laughs> Suplex. Fall, sit down. <laughs> <laughs>